I came to you because I was really afraid that it wasn't going to work for me. I started having migraines progressively worse and worse. It became at least once a week to three times a week, and they would last for three days each. And that, especially with migraines, because no one had ever said, like, it can work for you. I was very happy to do this testimonial. I just hope that this can have the same sort of inspiration for someone who's feeling like, no, there's no hope for migraines because there, there really is. Hello and welcome to Your Great with your host, Unique Hammond. I created this podcast for those seeking inspiration and tools along their healing path. One of the things I learned on my journey is that healing my body took healing my relationship with my body, with my emotional body and my spiritual body as well. It was really a full contact sport. I had no idea, by the way, that kind of just unraveled as I unraveled. And as my autoimmune disorder Crohn's humbled me to my knees, I realized that was the place I needed to be on my knees. And for the first time in my life, loving my body as it was, instead of constantly in a state of judgment or never good enough or all of the above. I've been recently posting and sharing with my clients how healing takes maturity. And that wasn't something I had. So it was something that my healing journey gave me. Yes, I will always be immature. I will always have immature elements of myself. And for that, I am proud. But those immature parts needed maturity, needed something to counterbalance the, I want it, I get it, I want it, I get it mentality. I am so excited to share Sarah's healing story with you today. Sarah is a wonderful woman and really put her head down and really stuck to the protocol. She really wanted it to work and her hard work paid off. When Sarah and I started working together, she had done Karen's course, but really felt like she wanted to optimize her plan and also have support along her journey. Because when you're doing a protocol like this one where it's very fringe, there's not a lot of information out there, but also it's hard to do a protocol. It's hard to become mature about our health and it's hard to go against the social grain and do our own thing. So I love it when when people come to me and seek that extra support, I really needed it, to be honest. Had there been someone like me 10 years ago, I probably would have signed up for help as well, to be honest. But instead, I annoyed the hell out of Karen and made her be my coach, even though she didn't want to. <laughs> Sarah and I started working together February 2021. And I am proud to say that Sarah recently texted me and said that she had gone a full seven months without a migraine, and this was unheard of for her. Migraines were a daily, weekly occurrence. She couldn't do much in her life without her shot and her medications, so really exciting. And she also had PCOS, was able to balance her hormones and get pregnant very quickly. I'm excited to share Sarah's story with you today, and I hope it inspires your own. Hi. How are you? I'll see you. So good to see you. So what brought you, how did you find the Dean Protocol? I found the Bean Protocol like everyone on <laughs> Lacey Phillips' podcast. But you know, it's funny that I, she had been talking about it for like, at least a year before I was able to like absorb it because I came from a place of like, I've tried it all. I've tried everything like, and, and to the point that I was like, oh, I wish you would shut up about the beat protocol. <laughs> but I'm so glad she didn't because I, I, it was actually when I was like thinking about getting pregnant, I was like, I should really try to do something healthy. What am I going to do? Like, even though I had tried everything, nothing had worked in terms of by, you know, all the things that I wanted to heal. But I was really just thinking I should get the best shape possible for before I try to conceive. And I wasn't even thinking about healing anything. I was just thinking about, you know, getting in, into great shape. I was like, okay, why don't I listen to the, the episode with Karen Hurd? And then I immediately was like, oh, 
this could be really cool. <laughs> and then I listened to the one with you and I just started immediately. I, I then bought the PCOS class from Karen's website and started like right away. And I just went full in. Lacey is amazing. Yeah. Her dedication to the process was also kind of like all in. Like once we, she and I had lunch and talked about it, she's like, oh, I need this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you do. Like, yeah, yeah. definitely you do. And she started on it and just, she was just like, this is what I'm doing. I want these results. I want to feel good. I want fertility. I want energy. I want these things. So how far back did your health imbalances go? Like, where did you start to notice that your body was not functioning the way you thought it was? Uh, I had my first migraine when I was 11. And I didn't even consider the fact that, like, my body was not in balance until, honestly, like, talking to you and, the, and t- hearing about the being protocol. Like, I was like, oh, I'm someone who gets migraines. And that's just what happens. And my experience with it, though, what I've heard from doctors and whatever is just like, oh, you know, like, that's what it is. That's your life. You know, it wasn't, it was just, it didn't ever occur to me that it was an imbalance that I could fix. I had tried diets before and I still think of it as like a balance that needed. I didn't think of it, the chemical aspect of it, which is why when I would listen to those episodes, they just made so much sense to me immediately. It's really fairly simple. And even though in Karen's classes, she goes really into the like science behind it, which I love. It's still, you know, I can explain it to someone fairly easily without talking about all the detail, the minutiae details that she does. But it just like clicked that this could really work. But that said, I also was still really, I think to you, because I was really afraid that it wasn't going to work for me. And that especially with migraines, because like I said, no one had ever said like it can work for you i was i was very happy to do this testimonial because one of the things that made me like have hope was i watched a woman who had migraines on your live and i was like really she's it's working for her and yeah i just hope that this that i can have the same sort of inspiration for someone who's feeling like no there's no hope for migraines because there there really is i started having migraines when I was 11. And then they just got progressively worse and worse, especially in the last 10 years. It it became at least once a week to three times a week, and they would last for three days each one. Wow. And the PCOS, I noticed immediately when I was getting my period, like I, I didn't know what it was. But in my early 20s, I Googled like, what's what is going on with my periods, you know? And it was like, Oh, okay. That that I masked the pain and and the dysregularity with birth control pills for a really long time, and that actually like you know worked well for me in terms of managing the pain. And I was just like, great, this this is this helps that. But obviously, it's not what the body's. You shouldn't be you know having to take hormones to keep your body regular. So there was that, and then I also had heartburn. And that the heartburn was like the least of my complaints. So I I barely even thought about it. And it's just like, oh, I guess I'm noticing that it just has gotten worse and worse and worse over many, many years. I would just, you know, take Tums a lot and not think about it. I feel like when we're younger, the quickest fix is the best fix because yeah. it's the least. It's like we're always looking for the least amount of downtime, right? Yeah. Like, what's the least amount of downtime that affects my life the least? That's that's kind of like the go-to. In my 20s for my horrible, painful periods, I didn't do well with hormones. So like I just they just made me like a lunatic. So yeah. I just ended up managing with Tylenol and Advil combos for the pain. And I would just pop those like Tic Tacs for a few days and then like a week and then be on my merry way. So did your migraines show up when you started getting your cycle? I got my first period when I was 12. Now that I think about it, though, that was... When I was 11, I remember very well because I wasn't able to go to this event that, that we were throwing and I was very upset about it. That was spring and my birthday's April. So like I was just about to turn 12, which is when I got my period. So I don't know. I can't remember if that was like exactly around the same time. But yeah. And again, I, I didn't even notice that it was like hormone related totally until doing this work. 
And I think it's hard because it, what I remember as well, Karen really goes through the different types of migraines, right? Vascular, hormonal, you know, and dehydration and stress and like all of the different kind of like branches of, of what can happen. I think that you had been on it for a good amount of time when we met. Yeah, like two and a half months. I had just gotten a really bad migraine in the process of it. And so I was like, I, I want someone else to help and guide me through because there was a lot of times that I had doubt that it was going to happen. And I just got inspired to have more, a lot of information, basically, as, as much as possible and have someone to help coach me through any doubts and tricks to do. You know, I know you, you told me when, if I felt a migraine coming on, then just eat beans every 20 minutes and like the the first time that I did that and it worked I was like what (laughs) that's great (laughs) I was like no way and did you start to see like having done the course having applied the principles did you start seeing any kind of like little victories in that 10 weeks before we started yeah the victories came with things that I wasn't even looking out for like immediately my heartburn went away pretty quickly and I was like noticing I was like oh I'm not taking tums as much as I was and I had more frequent and consistent BMs like I used to you know go a couple days without that and then it was just like immediately that was happening and I was like that seems like it's a good thing (laughs) and then I also noticed that I didn't have any body odor again I wasn't looking out for that but I've and I didn't think that I had bad body odor before, but then I noticed that I just had less of it. Just like, that's crazy. Like things that I just didn't consider to be a sign of anything, mm-hmm. um, just really, they they were coming through. And then with my periods, I pretty, pretty early on, I remember I used to have tender breasts well, when I ovulated and then that that went away and then that actually went away a little bit later like when I first started it I actually like spotted mid-month like I had a little bit of a weird period (laughs) for the first month even though that was like weird and not right it was just like oh this is doing something you know like I can tell that this is trying to figure itself out whereas any other the diets that I had done there was nothing that I could track that I noticed that was any sort of improvement because a lot of it was always like okay well let's try this for like three months and see where we're at and then we'll if it's not working we'll tweak and so it's just like okay I don't even know why I'm do like taking this many supplements I don't know what they're for and I'm just doing what someone told me to do and why I'm not allowed to eat cauliflower like that I'm thinking of the the blood type diet that I did that was like I had to have an app to like see what I w- could and couldn't eat. And it was, it was just also very confusing. Whereas this was like very straightforward and simple and made perfect sense. I tried to eat right for your blood type diet. You and that diet, didn't, we didn't judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried yeah. it. You know, I was like, okay, this may be yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to positive or whatever. Let's do this. So it's wonderful that you saw it as change and you didn't like, oh, I have spotting. So did you, were you on medication for migraines and for PCOS at the time that you started? And did you end up, at what point did you decide to wean off of them? Yeah, I was on the birth control for the PCOS and I was on a bunch of different stuff. Like I can't even remember now, but for migraines to prevent them, I was on Trexamet. Trexamet is is to relieve a migraine once you have it. And then this shot, which is also preventative for, for migraines, that, that helped the most out of any of the medications that I was on. But I still was getting them twice a month. And even with insurance, that shot cost $600 a month, which is crazy. I had tried... Again, I'm totally forgetting the names of all the medications that I was on, but I tried, you know, a bunch of different ones to see if uh, it could help prevent. And I I didn't really see much results from that. And then I went off the birth control two months into the bean protocol and I went off the the shot and all the the like preventative migraine stuff early because I knew I wanted to conceive relatively soon and I needed to get it all out of my system before I tried that. So I got off all that pretty, like as soon as I started and I was, 
you know, getting migraines still in the first couple months. And I had to hold on to that three month mark every time being like next three months, it's going to be like better. It's gonna be better. But it did. It was a slow progression into things getting better. Like it would be like, oh, I went two weeks without a migraine to like I went two and a half weeks without a migraine to three weeks without a migraine. And and kind of like almost being like, is that real? Am I making that up? Or, you know, it's exactly what they said would happen, but I just don't believe. I can't, I'm not trusting, like, am I placeboing this or something, you know? The power of belief is valid. Like all of the placebo, the blind double placebo, blah, blah, blah. Like they do that because the power of belief is so powerful. Yes. Like, okay, here's your, Here's your migraine medication. It's really a sugar pill, but you don't know this. And, and even they don't know who's getting it and who's not, right? Somebody yeah. else does. The doctors don't. So then they watch this group who's like just getting a sugar pill. Suddenly all their symptoms go away and you're just like, there is something profound about the power yeah. of right? Yeah. So, yeah. and I think in order to do a protocol like this one where there's nothing else out there that's promoting beans as a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like... I couldn't have picked a more like fringe protocol to work with. Yeah. Right. But it really picked me. So I was like, okay, Karen, I'm going to join your army. You know, I'm going to be a foot soldier here and like get this out there because there's something to changing the dynamic of hormones in our body as a way to heal. And the soluble fiber is this incredible tool that isn't being utilized. And and not only is it not being utilized, but it's being demonized. Like this is crazy, especially with all of the hundreds of women that I've been able to help and the thousands, you know, that Karen has been helping over the last 30 years, including myself. So this incredible whole food has this amazing capacity to help us heal is pretty amazing. But what you're saying is Great awareness because you're watching the weeks go by. And I remember talking to you and it's like, oh, it's been two weeks. Oh, it's been three weeks. And watching that time just kind of stack and get further further out where your body continued to balance. Because if you're looking at the things that you are working on, I mean, allergies, acid reflux, PCOS, migraines, it had this certain sense of imbalance about it. A lot of it, I mean, the allergy part was interesting. I don't know. Is that better as well, by the way? How's allergy? You know, it is. It's, it's kind of the the last thing that's that's working and only in the past couple of months have I been like oh I haven't been taking my Zyrtec as much as I had before so it's that has been hanging on for a long time and also I don't know but I have heard that she like dairy products is a is a contributing source of that and in my pregnancy I like definitely I had cravings for cheese and slept a few times <laughs> Face planted in some cheese. (laughs) Slipped in some some cheese, which also I like was talking to my acupuncturist about this. And he was like, well, that does totally sound like it's fully hormonal because it's not as if you're like actually craving a yellow piece of like plasticky cheese. It's like you're craving the hormones right now. And I was like, that's a very interesting point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We spoke at a certain point in your pregnancy and you were like finding your balance in it. But to, to before that, I remember you going back to work and juggling the bean protocol. Yeah, that was like, really tough. Yeah. <laughs> but also really amazing because you're like unique. I have all this energy that I didn't know I didn't have. Yes. Yes. Like what was tough is that just get, getting bean, having beans being given to me at all at all times was like a was tricky and because I'm not, I work on location and you have to bring a big cooler and then the cooler doesn't always work. And so it's like gross. And then I was in the first trimester of my pregnancy and not really liking beans so much anymore. So yeah, but, but, but it was, it was crazy to feel like I could just be a normal person on set. I felt like I was in my 20s again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another, the other thing that like started happening. I don't, I'm not, I don't remember in what part of the process, but pretty early on, I just had such, I didn't even, I don't think I even said to you like chronic fatigue, but I, I realized that I had it because I used to be, I used to fall asleep in front of the TV at seven. If we were, if we were watching anything, I'd like grab a pillow and my husband would be like, don't grab a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I'm just resting my head. And then 
every night I would just fall asleep in front of the TV, no matter how compelling the show was. And now I don't. I can, you know, stay up until it's bedtime and not at all feel like I'm going to pass out. And just it's incredible to me, like how low my tank was every day that I thought I felt the best in the morning, but I'm like, oh, I could actually feel a lot better than that. And then also not feeling totally sluggish after lunch. That that happened very quickly too. Uh, some some blood sugar imbalances in there as well. I mean, it makes sense, you know, also because various medications have various side effects as well, right? So mm-hmm. we don't even know like how all of that was interacting. So did you go up birth control and wean off migraine meds before going on protocol? As soon as I started the protocol, I went off all the migraine stuff. So I was like, it's just me and the beans. I, I, it's possible that some of the those medications were still in my system as because that's why I went off them because I was like hoping to trying to conceive in a few months. So I was like, I got to get it all out before I do that. How were the periods off? Share about like your, how were your periods? And did you notice a flare of the migraines after being off the med? Now that you're saying, saying that, it was at like six weeks after I went off the, the medications that there was like a week of like my a really bad. And this was when I came to you actually with I had like first of all, I was doing it and then I had a really bad week of migraines that I would take a Truximit, which is the, the pill that usually knocks them out and it just wouldn't go away. Try it again the next day, wouldn't go away. And so like. That was when I came to you and that was two and a half months after starting it. And that's also probably when all the like, especially that shot probably was fully out of my system at that point. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part. And the reason why I bring it up is because I think a lot of people think that when something's going to work, it just works. And that nonlinear healing process is so, it's like riding the bull because you're like, Oh, I'm, I've got the rhythm. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging. No, I'm not. I'm off. I can't. Yeah. Now. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to shit because, you know, I, and I'd say like, yeah, they are magic beings, but yeah. it's a process. And, and yeah. in the process, you're not just healing hormonal imbalances. You're healing the cellular damage as well. And so it's just, and healing gut, right? So much of our hormonal imbalances and just overall health. And speaking to the acid reflux, like, is gut health? Like, gut health is this incredible key factor to your entire health story. So what I love about the Beam Protocol is that it doesn't work fast necessarily, but it works consistently to rebalance all of these really important aspects of our health, gut health, hormonal health, better bowel movements. Constipation is a really common side effect of hormone imbalance. Yeah, and what I really love about what you and Karen talk about is that it is a process and no one really prepares you. Like I I was prepared mentally for that to happen and the real knew what was realistic in my expectation and that everyone is different and it might take longer than for some people than it does for others. So that was so helpful to be able to hold on to and be like, okay, I know that it's not doesn't mean it's not necessarily working, although I did still have doubts. And I would also, you know, I haven't had a migraine in a month. I'm going to go on a hike today. I haven't been able to go on a hike in years without immediately getting a migraine. I'm going to bring beans. And I went on that hike and I got a migraine. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I haven't gotten there totally yet. But, you know, now now I can, as long as I'm hydrated and slept, have had enough sleep. Yay! I do remember there was two hikes in there somewhere, I feel like. Yeah. And the win that I really celebrated for you was that you were at a place that you felt like you could go hiking. Because yeah. that in itself is a win, right? And, and I feel like there has to be a testing out process. Like, is my body going to handle that adrenaline, that heat, the, these combination of hormonal re- reactions that are happening while I go for a hike, right? something that you hadn't been able to do for years like the only way to know is to test it and the fact that you can hike now is amazing that was like such a small thing but i think it's amazing yeah and now that i think about it just literally going outside when it's bright out like <laughs> i'm like i haven't even been like i would do it and i would get a migraine now i it's i don't even think about it anymore it's crazy how it's all that you know it really controlled my life but now there are things that i've forgotten were making my life not so joyful. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm really happy that you, A, found it, B, yeah. stuck with it, C, allowed me to support your journey because I get so much fulfillment out of, and I know that place so well, where you're in it and you're going, I think this is working, but kind of not, but it kind of is, and it's kind of crazy, and there's nobody I can talk about it, and nobody's doing this crazy thing. I think doubt is a really common part of the process. And if we don't have somebody else going, no, no, you totally got this. I think it's really easy to wander off, especially when the medical world doesn't really support diet in a lot of ways to support your health imbalances. It's almost like there's this great disconnect that our body can't be healed by the very foods that sustain it. And that the only thing that can help is this band-aid that's going to kind of intervene in it in some way, but it doesn't really get to the core reason of why it's happening. I felt that way too. I was looking for other people with autoimmune who's, who are seemingly not beings. So guess what? I found zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, good for you for sticking with it because that's, I truly like, there was that one testimonial that you did with the woman talking about migraines and I was like, okay, if she can do it, so fine. And I also really feel feel that about with doctors like especially when I like was seeing results on it I was telling all the doctors that I encountered cured myself with beans and I saw them just glaze over and I was just like no do you hear me like you have to prescribe this like like it's not just migraines it's this this and this and no one has ever said that there was any hope about migraines before and shouldn't you shouldn't your mind be blown by the fact that I've been like healing myself and I just remember someone saying well I'm really glad that's working for you <laughs> and I'm like no it works for everyone and I'm really like not everyone you know I don't want to whatever but like it it works for thousands of people so it's a viable option and anything that's a viable option should be part of the conversation because if the goal if the goal is without ego is to help people, then without ego, it's to say, hey, I don't know much about this thing, but you might want to check it out. Yeah. Um, I've had a, I've had someone really rave about it. You know, to me, like as, as someone who does this day in and day out, and I see how much suffering is in the world, and a lot of it's so needless because of the diet and lifestyle choices, right? And I think that which is why I never go like, oh, it's just one protocol fits all. Cause I know I spend so much of my time tweaking protocols and retrofitting them and, you know, listening to the person in front of me and going, okay, let's try this. And, you know, there is that trial and error sometimes, but to not offer it as a viable option to say, Hey, this is a possibility. Even if I don't know much about it, I do that all the time. You know, I'm like, Hey, this is a possibility or this is a, like, I want people. I mean, I have the benefit of a lot of people trying 99% of everything before they find me. So right. it's, it's kind of like, it's for me, it was the last, you know, it was the last stop. And there's actually something really amazing about knowing you're the last stop. It's like, well, I've tried everything else. Now I'm going to try this crazy thing called the being protocol. And you're like, yes, because I know you're going to feel better. I know you're going to feel better. In some capacity, you're going to feel better. You're going to have wins. And those wins kind of over time, as we take care of our body, we create more and more wins. What I have found over the nine and a half years I've been on it is that the benefits keep getting better. Like they don't get worse. They keep getting better as my cellular body heals and get better as I stay off medications personally. And I definitely don't demonize them. And I want to take this moment to say that because I think they're incredibly life-saving, but not muni them, I feel like it's an incredible win. Yeah. And I mean, if there are any doctors watching, you know, like <laughs> I would say, please at least like put it as an option, like you're talking about. Yeah. It's a doctor who said to you, Hey, there's this thing called the bean protocol. Cause you had Lacey in your face going, Bean protocol, bean protocol. And you were like, dude, I'm too big. Yeah. This idea, this crazy, like, do you feel like that there are stages in your life that you are open to it? Because I feel like in my 20s, I don't think I would have been open to it even. Oh, I totally, I, like, I 100% agree. I, it's, yeah, it depends on where, where I would, would be in the state of my life and who the doctor was and how they were presenting it to me if they were, you know, authentically, if I authentically really believe. You know? <laughs> yeah, great. But I do think about how hard it would I didn't have the option in my 20s, but I don't, you know, I think I probably wanted to stay up late and party and I'm glad that I did that. You know, <laughs> I had a good time in my 20s, but I paid for it. And if I had been presented with 
this, I would really need exactly what I had when I, when it was presented, which was like testimony, like all the, the people who have seen great results from it, talking about it and, and understanding, you know, the soluble fiber of it all. What, whereas like every other diet, it was just like, I, okay, I don't know what I'm doing really. I'm just hoping that this helps. Yeah, exactly. It, it is an interesting thing when we're open to something because it sounds like you, you didn't necessarily go into it for the migraines. You went into it for the hormonal healing. Is that, would that be an accurate? You know, I, I went into it for, yes, the hormonal. That was the, the first part. And then I was like, maybe it'll help. Like, and on Karen's site, there isn't a class that's specifically for migraines. And I like emailed her and I was like, will it help with my migraines? And she just said yes in like a way that I, I was like, but really, you know, because <laughs> like, like that, it was like I went into it for the hormonal stuff, but the migraines were what, what was a consistent like everyday thing that was like ruining my life. So that, that was when I could track the best because it was the most painful part of it. And then the PCOS, I was just covering up with my birth control kit pills anyway. So I, I knew that I had to get off my birth control pills if I was going to conceive. So I was like, oh God, a whole world of, of pain is about to come towards me and migraines and like how I'm not going to be able to take, if I get, if I'm lucky enough to get pregnant, like I'll, I'm not going to be able to take any medication whatsoever for, for any of it. So the idea of having three migraines a week while pregnant was really not, not exciting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like, how do you yeah, like, it's definitely in the right place in my life to come to be prepped <laughs> For really no reason. I do. In my book, it's why I call it the desperation diet. Because I feel like there's a certain sense of, I've got nowhere to go. I shall try the beans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, you know, at the time, Karen didn't have the courses. Like, I'm taking all her courses yeah. many, many times at this point. And I had the incredible benefit of working with her for years when she was still actively practicing and just kind of firsthand being on the other side of amazing stories. And I just realized like, look, will I ever say that this is for everyone? No, but is eating well, the best shot you have for great health, not just for today, but right. for, you know, who I like to call my older me, my avatar, my older me avatar. Like I don't live just for today. I live for the older me avatar of like, who is this? Who is me at 90? Who is me at 80? Oh, I'm sick. I'm groovy got on meds and I'm riding a bike into the grave. Okay. So if I take care of myself today, then that I get to be hopefully that groovy avatar later. Yeah. Um, I have, I have a sub- similar like feeling of like 10 years from now, I'm going to look great. And everyone is going to look like shit. <laughs> I don't know. Like I want them to look like shit. Right? But like just having this feeling of like, oh, I'm so, I'm so committed to this and I just can't wait to prove everyone right. You know, like that sort of like feeling of, I'm just going to feel as good as one can feel at every age that I am. Did you, how did pregnancy go? Because I know the hardest for my clients, once they get pregnant, the hardest thing to do is to maintain protocol through pregnancy, which is more like a longevity plan anyway. Like I have most of my clients, I'm like, have some berries, have some like, you know, like be more of a plan that's sustainable, which I find, you know, longevity plan to be the most sustainable because you're bringing back in some teas and you're bringing back in some berries and you're bringing back in some dairy and you're you know you're playing with things that if they're beneficial to you they come back in right so how did you find pregnancy yeah so the first semester i just was like it's really hard to get the beans down i i was doing you give me the advice you're like you could do do whatever you you can to get the beans like you can have it with oil and i was like oh because that that was the hardest part of the protocol for me like now i still i now i put oil in my beans now that i feel that i'm pretty much healed but i was still at that point like not ready to do that but you're like just any way you can get the beads in do it and separating beans from oil was like the hardest part of it for me so i was then okay i think i can i can stomach the beans with some salties and and, and like you know a nice oil and onion chickpea thing so i did that and then that it was like hard to get protein and everything that that first trimester was like pretty much cereal and beans on on salty and i like gave myself that it's okay that i'm doing that second trimester i was able to get back into like a regular 
being protocol world. And then third trimester, I was like, I got really hungry. And so I was eating all the beans, but I was also eating a lot of like cereal and processed foods. And I have to say that the 12 days leading up to my birth, I had the worst migraine of my life, which was like, okay, well, obviously this is hormonal related. (laughs) I was like doing beans every 20 minutes for 12 days and the beans just could not save me. (laughs) And only once I, like literally as I gave, I labored with the migraine and then uh, when I gave birth, it went away. And I got a hormone. Yeah, major hormone surge. I remember when you texted me and you're like, unique. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) how much that can be done? And then, and then it just like my neurologist, like everyone was just like, I just think you have to have that baby. <laughs> I'll go away. And then, and it, it did. And I haven't had a migraine since, but knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. Knock on wood. And how are you? How's protocol going today? Still doing longevity plan, just living your life, enjoying yourself? Yeah. Longevity. I'm, I'm also like to help lose the, the baby weight, I am not eating starches now. So it's just beans, oh. protein, and veggies. And fats? And fats, yes. Cool. Lots of nuts. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I'm having the beans with fat. Perfect. And I do I do beans like two to three times a day. If I don't, if if I have a meal that doesn't have beans, I have psyllium husk. And also, oh. psyllium husk got me through a lot of pregnancy stuff too. Because I was just like, oh. that yeah. makes sense too. So it was like really hard to get. If I could get a good bean dish, it was not going to happen on set. So, <laughs> so like, psyllium husk got me through a lot of it. Were you ever able for, to get crafty to put any beans on in the crafty area? Yeah, it just, they just, well, for, there wasn't, if it's COVID, so there isn't like a crafty area that you can go up to. But I, I did have them making me, making me beans, but it, they just weren't very good. <laughs> And it was combination of them not being good and me being repulsed by them at the time, <laughs> which it's so, it's just so funny how it's like, cause like, I was like, I was very, they were like in setting trimester, like you'll, you'll, it'll be better. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to like beans again. And then it was like second trimester of like, oh, I'm back to eating like normally now. Well, I also think once you got to the point that you could eat beans in a normal meal, you can make like a lentil soup. You can make yeah. a salad and throw beans into the salad to get that extra fiber you're you have so much more room to play and make them tasty and you know one of my favorite ways even even lower fat i was making curries a lot like lentil curries and Mm -hmm. chickpea curries and just ways to make them tasty so that now it's funny because i'm i've made a full circle of like i need them to be tasty now i'm like i just eat them in my whatever i mean right (laughs) throw them in so the stage that you're at is to me, the best one, because you've gone through the hard part of feeling your body and shifting hormones. And now you just get to enjoy a whole foods, high fiber diet and your body, especially with nursing. I think I was reading a stat somewhere that you burn something like a marathon's worth of calories every two days. So just getting rid of those starches and any processed foods that it snuck in, your body slowly begins to like I also will say that I, my night nurse had, had been like, your milk is so rich. You know? and I'm like, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I have a good diet going for me. It's like cream. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Breast milk is so amazing. I like, I didn't know when I was a mom nursing how amazing breast milk was. And recently I did a podcast with Ara and she was talking about the complexity of breast milk and how there's mm-hmm indigestible parts in there that are just to feed the baby's microbiome like wow how amazing is that yeah so amazing yeah and that every stage of life your milk changes to suit their needs right it's so crazy like women are we not amazing stop it (laughs) (laughs) nature i was just gonna say i was just watching literally an episode of seinfeld and there was like a fake baby who was breastfeeding and i felt let down and i was like that's so weird (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the body the body is like reacting to the fake thing that i'm watching right now oh yeah or other people's babies like you're out yeah and other people's babies and you're like Ooh! yeah <laughs> or baby sleeps too long and your body's like this is a normal feeding time you're just like oh yeah when you said you would do this today i was just so excited because 
it take it, it's it's brave to share your personal journey with other people but to me it's the most powerful because not everybody's going to resonate with my journey because it's Crohn's and endo and yeah Crohn's is not something that people talk about very often and and most people don't talk about their personal lines like i don't know how open you've been in your life about migraines and acid reflux and constipation and PCOS but it, in my generation we don't talk about that stuff it's just not talked about and I feel like the especially in such a fringe protocol having people willing to come forward and say yeah it's crazy and it works is kind of amazing so you're kind of amazing and you're a badass like well <laughs> putting on set kicking ass and eating beans <laughs> I will talk to anyone who's willing to listen about me <laughs> so, I find that I just that it helped me it helped me so much and it still helps me I still like return to your Instagram every day to watch your stories just to uh, it have the consistency of help and like the reminder and like oh that's so wise oh the the thing that I mean I've told you this before but that really like struck such a chord with me was when you said when you say love foods that love you back because that that applied to me in terms of like relationships in my life where it's like oh no I have to switch I have to make a full mental and emotional commitment to leave what doesn't work behind and I did that with relationships and now I need to do that with my every aspect I'm like I'm wondering what what other part I'm you know <laughs> I, I could work on that <laughs> that applies to and so every time that Anytime that someone says something that you or anyone on these testimonials say something that really like resonated, really helps me continue to do it. And I was really hoping that I could do that for someone else, you know, because it's just it just truly has completely changed my life in the most positive way. I want everyone to be able to change if they are suffering from migraines or any or anything with the PCOS I also was so afraid to go off of birth control you know like I never wanted to and it, when I the times that I had in the past like everything came back right away and so I was just like I don't want to have bad skin I don't want to have painful periods and not know when I'm getting my period and and also I thought that I was going to have such a hard time conceiving because of my PCOS and I never knew when I was going to get my period but I got pregnant immediately and I really think that's because of the beans that knowing that I was in the best shape possible for that to happen and it's just so funny all those years like leading up to to it me being like oh, it's going to be really hard for me to get pregnant I know it I know it I know it and like really telling myself that and then being able to find this and be like maybe it won't be so hard and then it was not hard at all. And I know that that's also a privilege that doesn't come necessarily just with diet. So I want to, you know, acknowledge that. But it's just it's in so many ways that this diet has improved my life is, you know, <laughs> not, it, it fills me with joy. It, it sparks joy. <laughs> well, you, your health sparks joy in me. Anytime someone I work with is thriving and continuing to do the being protocol. I think the longevity plan is a lot easier to do, but it, what you're talking about, you know, loving the foods you love you back, it's almost taking an identity shift, right? Of who you used to be. It's like who I used to be is eat for comfort or eat for whatever my mouth wants. And, and who I become now is somebody who's thinking about my entire body. And not just, you know, I call it the mouth party. Mouth party is like five seconds. And then downstream from the mouth party, the body's like, what is this garbage floating in the river? Like, mm. there is nothing for me to take out of this to use for cellular health, for gut health, for hormonal health. There's really just nothing here for me. Thanks a lot for nothing. So it's like shifting that that entire identity away from who I used to be as eat for comfort, eat for mouth party and who I am now is eat for health and wellness and ma maintaining that too. The thing I see a lot is it's really the ones who make it to wellness and balance then almost don't know what to do and revert back like to older habits. I thought that I was eating healthily. You know, like I, I, it wasn't like I was having a piece of cake after every meal or even, you know, I, I thought that I didn't eat that much sugar. I hear that all the time too. Like people be like, you know, I don't eat that much sugar. And I'm like, yeah, you do. I can. I. You know, like I it's just that it, it. It's 
it's so much more like you don't realize how much you're eating. Like it's just until you, you know, are really, really committing to not eating it at all. But the way society is structured is to make you feel that it's okay to have a little piece of candy here and there. But for some people, it's not. And for me, me, it's not. And so it's, I mean, like Halloween, it's crazy that we just <laughs> sugar. <laughs> it's so, it's so insane. And it associated, you know, with joy and celebration and community and it's all tied to 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 everything and it's you know those are the times that are hard for people because you want to be part of the fun and and, you know there's nothing wrong with that but then it's it's not working for you then you really have to grieve those losses because it's it's tough but yeah yeah and and what i found is connect differently, like learning how these these communal things set up for us to connect. And it's, I I had to retrain myself to connect differently. Like when I decided I didn't want to drink anymore, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so how do I connect as my authentic self, my real self without the alcohol? And I know you cut out alcohol at a certain point, realized it was a trigger for your imbalances. Yeah, I, but, I was like not drinking alcohol before I started the, being pro cop. So it was like, immediate migraine so it was like well i'm not doing that anyways that's not hard but sorry go on no well you began to not love the things that weren't loving you back right you right were already starting that process where your body was saying no and you were starting to listen which is powerful because most people's bodies say no and it's almost like well no i'm not gonna listen to you i'm yeah i, I like alcohol or i like cheese or whatever the uh, triggering food is you know yeah, that that's actually reminding me too that I really like didn't even notice that every time after I exercised I would get a migraine like or I did know I did notice it but I ignored it just like oh well I, in the long term I'm sure that's not causing it even though it was such an immediate obvious cause like I could not do a burpee without getting a migraine and I was never told from any health person that it's okay to not do that if it's triggering a migraine you know it's like well you got to be healthy you know and like anytime that i that if i'm explaining the protocol to someone i'm like oh and no exercise there's a real like oh i don't know maybe this is not right you know like i sometimes leave that part out because i don't want it's just so ingrained it's so crazy to me to think that i would get work out and get a migraine and not put two and two together because i was told over and over again that exercise is really good for you and in certain capacities it is but not if i'm getting migraine every time well i think it's like when when working out comes in the healing process right so when i was healing i didn't work out i walked a little bit if i had energy i walked a little bit i stretched and did like in yoga but then once i went into remission my peer my hormones were balanced my periods were good then I was like, oh, I'll try weight training. I'll slowly begin to branch out all the while kind of checking in with my body. Like, can, is this good? Are we good? And as my body was good, I built on that. So I think it's like working out is good. I know Karen doesn't really believe in, you know, kind of like that, like scheduled workout. It's more like, you know, live your best life and build those muscles. But most of us, our best life is in our fingers, us, at our at our keyboard, you know, so right. like you're really not working that much. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like you need to do something to maintain muscles so that as you get older, where muscle is harder to build, that you have a strong structure for strong bones, right? And eating well, of course. So to me, it's like heal the hormonal imbalance, yeah. heal the stuff that's going on, and then begin to build a practice, like a workout practice that looks good for your body, whatever that is. Because maybe yeah. Burpees isn't your body's cup of tea, but if you begin to look at life of like, I love things that love me back, you know, like the foods, the the exercise routine, maybe new you exercise routine is Pilates or weight training or whatever it is that makes you feel like strong and good, but supported, not not like at a detriment to yourself. Yeah. And I'm having this similar experience that as I've been, I haven't been able to work out for so long since then I was pregnant and then like so i was doing yoga and then like recently i finally was able getting back on the the soul cycle bike which i love soul cycle and i love to go hard in soul cycle but i like i cannot go hard and it hurts my ego to to be like oh i'm sitting this one down but i 
feel that this might trigger something and just being able to recognize and not ignore the signs any anymore. And it's it's funny because I also just used to like, I literally would like sit and meditate and be like, please, migraines, tell me what is what is it you need from me? You know, I'd like not knowing and not hearing the right answer. And now being more in tune with like, how is this? It's like, it, it, can I step outside right today? Like, oh, actually it's too bright. I'm going to go inside and not, and try not to trigger this. And yeah. Do you still feel like it can be triggered or do you feel like you have the capacity to go outside whether it's bright or not? Or do you still, still feel like there's a connection there? Going outside, I, I haven't had a problem with unless I'm super dehydrated or stressed. But the times that I now I have noticed migraines, which haven't been in a while, but if I haven't gotten enough sleep or am really stressed out, that, that combination will also you know, spark a migraine. Going outside, not so much. August has always been a really bad month for me for migraines. So I'm very curious to see what will happen this August. Having been on it now almost two years once August hits, I, I don't know what it is about August that, like, I mean, is the, where, where the light's in the sky or is it some allergen that's happening? I don't, I don't know. I was wondering about the allergy component. Like, if there's an allergy component in August for you. Yeah. You mentioned Soul Cycle. I, one of my goals when I got healthy was to do Angela's class. We used to teach in Brentwood. It was like, no, her class was like the Mecca. And um, Debbie Beckham used to go. Oh, my first soul cycle class, actually, my first soul cycle class in LA was next to David Beckham. And I was literally next to David Beckham. <laughs> and I was like, the self, like, I was like, I have to bike well. Like, <laughs> and Victoria was also, she was in the front row. Me and David were in the back. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That, like, that's really funny because I got in her class and I was right behind David Beckham. Oh, my God. <laughs> which, which is better? I don't know. <laughs> Way better. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't want to be in front, but definitely in back. Yeah. And I just remember, like, I was like, okay, you're, you're going, and I'm a person that likes to go 100% too in my life, right? So I went in there and I was like, you're going to go 80%. You're going 80%. So it's perfect that you're in the third row. Like I picked the third row when I was picking my bike and had no idea that, well, maybe it was second row because I think Beckett was always first row. So it just was something that wasn't in the line of fire, you know? Yeah. And I just remember going, I was really proud of myself because I was going 80%. I was getting a sweat, but I wasn't pushing myself to that place of no longer listening to my body. Because there's a point, I feel like, in the adrenaline conversation where I hear my body, I hear my body, and then it's almost like the mind takes over and it's about ego. And it's like, go, go, go. And my yeah. body is like, ah, you know. So yeah. like, I started going to Soul Cycle. And listening to my body and actually pulling back to the place that I actually felt good instead of pushing to that next level. And the teachers are amazing. You know, a lot of my clients do Peloton and stuff like that. And I'm always like, their job is to push you. Your job is to listen to yourself. That's your job. Your job is to listen and like, is this good for me? Is this, does this feel good? And, you know, obviously for you, I hope the gauge is never again a migraine being the gauge of what's important, but to slowly push it out. So you have time to hear your body in the process of like, yeah. oh yeah, is this good? Is this is not feel good just to the ego, but feel good physically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, soul set goes up for me is a hard place to do that because you kind of want to be like, I'm with, I'm with everyone, you know, and then to, to be sitting down and you just want to be like, I couldn't do it if I was, <laughs> but, but I, I'm actually being really good to myself right now. <laughs> You're like, I'm loving myself. I, by the way, Sarah, I hear your baby. Are you good? Like, I am. She's with her. Thank you. She's with her grandma, right? So she's okay. <laughs> the mommy in me is like, I hear her. I hear her. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share? Because I think you've been incredibly generous with your time and, and shared so much. And I just appreciate you so much. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I shared the things that I wanted to share. The, the other things I wanted to share was just like, what was hard? hardest for me, which was the separating the oils and the, you know, the doubt. I already talked about that, but fragrances was, that was like really, really tough to let go because it's just, those are the things that make you feel like you're, you know, doing self-help, you know, <laughs> like having a, a nice incense. And then like, you know, talking to people 
about it and uh, having them not think that you're crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's that's I thought long and hard about it as I started to coach and I was like, what's the easiest way to talk about the Dean protocol? And I came up with it's a wholesome diet with a focus on fiber. Yeah. And the rest you can find out for yourself. But I, I would say my clients are more verbal about it than I am. I'm still to this day, I'll hang out with friends who don't, I don't even, I'll look at them and I'll be like, yeah, you could use it. But I feel like it's a journey. Like, for example, you listen to Lacey talk about it again and, you know, for a long time because she's yeah. passionately seeing results and passionately sharing like Lacey does. And she's amazing. But you're only ready when you're ready, right? Yes. Like that moment when you were ready, you were like, oh, I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's a good, I, I'm trying to be more like, like that rather than pushing beans on people <laughs> because it, like everything it's people are only going to change when they're ready to change and you can't force that on anyone. And healthy building a muscle, a different health muscle. I acknowledge that you felt like you were healthy before, right? And yeah. so to then take it, dive into another protocol and go, oh, wait, I had all of these hidden sugars or all of this stuff and it wasn't as healthy as I thought it was. Uh, building the muscle of healthy, but then after that is the bigger job. Like, I feel like it's easy to get started. It's way harder to stay with it, mm -hmm. you know, especially as life throws you curveballs and life throws you these holidays that are like I jokingly call, you know, it's like sugar, sugar, booze, holiday, right? Right. Sugar as well. So we have all of these hol holidays that are not built around celebrating health, but just celebrating, you know? So it's like you're navigating all of these times in life where you're so used to saying yes to the cake and yes to the sugar and it's my birthday and it's my anniversary. And it's like, you know, so health is this crazy muscle that you're building consistency with. And it's not easy in a world that finds the greatest joy through these foods that are not necessarily health supportive. Yeah. And again, which is why it's so helpful for me to watch you every day like i just putting putting that in my head every day and i even like watch karen's courses over and over again just to like you know get it get it really ingrained in in my cells because it's everywhere else it's the opposite so yeah balance <laughs> oh yeah like social the social world itself it's balance and, and this idea of balance doesn't really work for an unwell person it, yeah I don't ever say sick. I think of it as imbalanced, like we're imbalanced. And if every seven years we get a new cellular body, what do you want that new cellular body to be made of? Yeah. You know? So to me, it's like the least amount of stress, oxidative stress, a ton of nutrients. I know every seven years, my goal is to have a healthier body than the last time, you know, the last time. I just have all sorts of internal visuals and like who I want to be and how I want to be. And so I'll sit with other people doing what they want to do. And I'm like, cool, good for you. Like, I don't feel I need to commune anymore with food. Like food is my thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So if I'm out and about, I'll eat beans before I go out and then I'll make really healthy choices. I don't really stress about it. And you're at the point in the protocol where you don't really have to stress about it that much either. And you're allowed to you know, share it as much as you want or not as much as you want because I feel like you know what you're taking care of and why you're taking care of yourself. This was so great. Thank you. Have a wonderful Sunday and enjoy that beautiful baby. Yes, I will. All okay. right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sarah. And I hope it is inspiring you to make the commitment that you need to your health to get to that next level and to feel great. Also, if you're looking for support on your journey, I offer health consultations. I have an online e-course where you can also book in coaching calls. And I also have coaching packages. I offer blood work. And a lot of my clients love to take this option because when we start working together, they can do their blood work. And in six months later, they can do it again or a year later just to see how the protocol is working for you. I work with Inside Tracker. You can use my code UNI20. Or if you're a client of mine, you can email me and I have a special code for you. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day, morning or evening, wherever you are in this wonderful world. Mm -hmm.